Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to Life Point. I'm your host, Tom Doherty, as always, and I'm glad that you're listening today. And I'm really excited today because I have a very, very close friend of mine that's in the studio. And not only today, he's going to be in the studio with me all week, and so you're going to be able to hear some things I think they're be encouraging to you because it certainly encourages me. This person has been a friend of mine and part of my prayer team for 11 years that we've been together every Thursday morning. You hear me talk on air about the Thursday morning prayer time, and uh, this is the man who actually got it started, and God has used him in my life, and, and he has grown so much in his own life. You know, he's a man, he's very disciplined, he has a lot of perseverance, him and his wife have attended our church uh, since 2008, and uh, some of you probably know him or heard him if you've heard of the Gideons around the valley because he's been uh, in the Gideons for, probably, I think, from 2003 to 2014. But uh, he, he had uh, quite an upbringing. His, in 1947, his alcoholic father, uh, having lost a small fortune, uh, used a Gideon Hotel Bible to become a born-again Christian in a California hotel room. That night, his father poured out his fifth of whiskey down the sink, never again to drink a drop of alcohol. It's easy to see why he has such a love for the ministry of the Gideons. My guest for this series of interviews is Jay Previtt. And Jay has spent 28 years in active in the Navy. And boy, does he ever understand the value of personal discipline. And I can tell you this, all you have to do is spend a little bit of time around Jay, and you'll understand discipline. I have some notes that I've kept over the years that he has given me because he types things out. He's very, very consistent. I love his organization. I've learned some of that, too. I've been, uh, I've been following uh, pretty hard some of the things that uh, he's taught me. But he said, you know, it all comes because, you know, the Holy Spirit of God, it leads him in the best way he knows how. He is not a Christian of continued to try hard, do good, fail mentality. We are personal examples in our lives. I want to use Jay to teach on several subjects this week. So I hope that you will enjoy, and I think you will. And uh, so anyway, hey, Jay, what do you mean? And welcome, by the way. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. And just what do you mean by try hard, do good, fail? Well, Tom, it's great to be here. And as you know, I love when we're together. It's just, well, it's what Christianity is all about, our fellowship together. Mm Uh, Tom, try hard, do good, fail. Um, as you know, probably way better than I, many people attend church and they get under conviction about something in their lives. They resolve to change, and then without earnestly implementing the assistance of the Holy Spirit, they end up trying to change on their own. They soon find themselves in a, a kind of a vicious circle back in the same state of failure Satan loves it, and it can be really a discouraging cycle. I learned the, the term, try hard, do good, fail, from Chip Ingram on this station. Well, you know, I, of course, we understand Chip Ingram. He's been on the station a lot, and uh, we understand what he's talking about. I, I also understand implementing the power of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, uh, it's something we all need to do in our life. Amen. And I know over the years you've quoted Dr. Howard Hendricks in saying, you can't impart what you don't possess. And Oswald Chambers, these are great reads, by the way, who has written, What Thou Hast Not by Suffering Bought, Presume Not to Teach. You know, care to expand a little bit on those quotes? Sure, Tom. Uh, The Navy puts an extremely high value on leadership by example. I don't know how many Navy classes or seminars on leadership I have attended 
or later on in my career, how many I've taught. Here's the point. I don't teach something I don't believe in or haven't first implemented in my own life, and especially for a good period of time. And I know that, Jay, because, again, as we share every Thursday morning in our prayer time, we also have time of dialogue. And plus, I get to talk to you other times, and I know one thing, you you practice those things that you've learned. And I think it's good for all of us in our lives to practice the things we learn, especially when they have biblical principles behind them. And Amen. You, you certainly follow those in the best way you know how. And you're like me. We were certainly not perfect, but we do the very best we can to be the man of God that he wants us to be. And Jay, you and I both know uh, that's, that's why I've asked you to join me today on the radio. I want our listening audience to know about you and know about some truths that we can help them with. You know, you're soon going to be 76 years old. And by the way, you don't look at whatsoever. and uh, <laughs> Feel it. <laughs> do you? And you're blind in one eye, and you actually wear a patch most of the time. And, you know, you've had a, and you have vision problems in your good eye. But recently, you've reached a major milestone victory in your relationship with the Lord, which I think is phenomenal because it reminds me of my father. My father did the exact same thing. On April 11th, Jay, I know because we talk about Bible reading in our in our prayer time, that you finished for the, for the 14th time the cover of reading the entire Bible. By Howard Hendricks and Oswald Chambers, or anyone's standards, Jay, you're qualified to talk about reading the Bible. You know, and, and Jay, what, for goodness sakes, I mean, that's hard for people to do. I, I don't know a lot of people to do that. My father, you, there's others. We all need to be reading the Bible and be into the Word. But what got you started reading the Word? Well, one thing I'd like to say first, Tom, is uh, it's easier for a retired man than it is for somebody who's working uh, full-time 40 hours a week. But I do have to confess, I I was working 13-hour days when I started, so it can be done. In early 1991, after 21 years of marriage, our marriage was in really serious trouble. I'm talking imminent divorce trouble. Upon counsel of a very senior Air Force chaplain, my wife Susan started reading the Bible and praying. One morning, I awoke at 4.30 to find Susan not in bed, and that was odd. I I thought, what's going on? So I got up, and I went out uh, into the house, and there she was in the living room, and she was quietly reading the Bible. I didn't disturb her disturb her and I went back to bed and then I laid there thinking well if she wants to save our marriage that bad I guess I should try it one of the best decisions I ever made besides saving our marriage uh, it's now 48 years 49 here pretty quick we've been married once I started reading the Bible I never stopped well Jay I certainly know your wife Susan and she is a dear woman in fact beyond being a dear woman she's gone through a lot herself man she's had metal in her back and had a metal break in her back she's had all sorts of issues that you and i have dealt with and in prayer but yet she keeps a fervent spirit for god she's there every sunday worshiping the lord the best way she knows how and and i so appreciate you guys uh and your faithfulness your love for each other i'm so glad god brought you through that but you said that was the best decision you ever made what do you mean by that well, I just before we go on, I just I am so thankful for Susan. I just I'm so thankful for her. Uh, Tom, not too long after I started reading the Bible, I became what Chip Ingram says is a 24/7 lock, stock, and barrel Christian, all sold out. 
As I read from the book of Proverbs, I realized there is a terrific price to pay for divorce, and better yet, there was an actual hope for our marriage. It's important to remember Proverbs are not promises, but profound truths. That's right. Truth is a rare commodity these days. Jesus is the truth, and I am so thankful. Tom, as you know from my personal uh, testimony, the number one verse in the Bible that our Father used to get my attention was Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. By Navy standards, working up through the enlisted ratings and then the ranks of chief warrant officer, I thought I was pretty hot stuff, and the Navy thought I was pretty good too. But by God's standards, I realized I was a fool. In early 1991, no one who knew me, including myself, would have confused me with someone who feared the Lord. Well, Jay, fear, the fear of the Lord is one of the subjects you and I have talked about on numerous occasions. And with something that I think a lot of times people use the word fear. I mean, the Bible uses the word fear, and many times, you know, it's talking about commitment. You know, many times Amen. It, it talks about being committed to the things of God. But we need to have a holy fear. I, if I was somebody out there that was not living for Jesus Christ and walking away from the Lord, I tell you what, they better be careful because, you know, there's a home awaiting for them. But is there more you want to say about uh, reading the Bible? Uh, Absolutely, Tom. I love it. Uh, There are different titles for the Bible, such as God's Holy Word, the Word, Scripture, and God's Love Letter to His Children. And there are other names, but by far my favorite is our Father's Instruction Manual for Life. By that, I mean living our personal life. When I started reading the Bible, I came to the realization. I didn't know very much about being a husband, father, provider, priest unto my family, and especially understanding God's love for me. Something else concerned me. Early on, it seemed that Christians kept telling me about this or that Christian book I should read, but little was said about reading the Bible itself. There's nothing wrong with good books, but reading the whole Bible should be an extremely high priority in any Christian's life. I can't imagine being a Christian on the day I bend both knees before the Lord to give an account, and him knowing I never cared enough to read his instruction manual for me, even once. Just so everyone knows, I'm one of those guys who sometimes buys something and does not read the instructions. Boy, that could be really dumb. Thankfully, at age 49, a long time ago, I started reading the most important instruction manual there is. Well, you know what, Jay? It's so vital. And I watched my father all through life. And uh, he just struggled, and um, I mean, he didn't struggle. I struggled, but he didn't struggle because he followed God. And I'm telling you something, he was in the Word every day. He was a tremendous example to us, and I'm so grateful for that. And, uh, Jay, I know we're out of time today, but I know you're going to be back with me tomorrow, right? Absolutely. Okay, we'll continue uh, this dialogue and discussion, and I want to do this this week, folks. It's going to be great because you're going to hear some great truths. You know, because uh, we want to be disciplined in our lives, 
And uh, Jay has been a great example for me, as he would tell you, he's certainly not perfect, either am I. Amen. But, but God wants to use it. So folks, go out and have a great day and serve God with all your heart. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.